99% of the time, success requires stepping out of our comfort zones, doing something different and expanding ourselves. Yet fear is something that keeps us firmly rooted within our comfort zones and prevents these powerful but necessary actions. 85% of what we worry about never actually happens. So just imagine how much time and energy we could save by overcoming these unnecessary fears. Welcome to Life Changing Evolution, the podcast where we explore mindset, nutrition, fitness, personal growth, and building a fulfilling lifestyle. I'm Monique Howe, your host, a successful coach who has transformed the lives of hundreds of everyday people just like you, empowering them to reach their full potential by evolving mentally, physically, and emotionally. I'm passionate about helping people succeed and want to empower others to transform their mindset, perspectives, and achieve balance in their life. If you're ready to elevate your mindset and health, you're in the right place. Consider this podcast your go-to resource for navigating life's ups and downs. Every episode will provide you with valuable education, resources, and actionable steps to unlock your full potential. Because when our cup is full, we live, do, and give better. And ultimately, we live a more fulfilling life. And that's what this life is for. I invite you to be a part of the life-changing evolution by subscribing to this podcast, ensuring you never miss an episode. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome to your new week and to another step in your ever-evolving journey. Today, we are diving deep into a topic that has the power to shape our lives, and that is fear. Fear is a universal emotion, one that each of us has encountered in various different forms. And today, we're going to explore what fear is, why we experience it, how it impacts our success, life and actions, and most importantly, how we can overcome it to unlock our full potential. To kick things off, let's define fear. Fear is a natural and instinctual response to perceived threats or dangers. It's our brain's way of protecting us from harm and ensuring our survival. While this response is essential, sometimes fear can be a roadblock on your journey, especially towards success. And without realizing it, fear can actually be the limitation to something great. The fear that we have isn't always correct, accurate, or applicable. Yes, being fearful of being bitten by a snake when walking through the bush is very valid and correct. But being fearful of failure, heartbreak, walking into the gym, expressing who you are or your thoughts and your feelings isn't going to cause death, is it? Yes, it may create some level of pain and we want to avoid that pain. However, sometimes pain is okay. Pain can allow us to grow and progress and sometimes pain is a result of what we are creating. It's not actually an instant response to your action. What I mean by this is if you touch fire, the response is you get burned. If you stand on glass, you get hurt by a cut of some sort. However, if you are fearful and you don't want to walk in the gym because of those fears and you do walk in, 
What happens next? Is it someone standing at that door ready to knock you down? No, no, they're not. If you're fearful of heartbreak and so you're avoiding connecting with someone, is it instant that you do start to make a connection and instantly you are heartbroken? No, that happens over time. So you can implement strategies to then support this from happening And that's a specific topic we will go over in our self-love and boundaries episode. But you can see by these examples that the only time we should respond to fear is in a moment where the action results in an instant consequence or pain, which is what I'm going to refer to it as. Now, the other things we seem to forget about when it comes to fear is that we can also overcome that pain that is associated with the fear that you feel. Yes, getting burnt hurts, so let's avoid playing with fire. But if you do get burnt, what happens next? You recover. You get heartbroken and you recover. Yes, of course, it may suck and it may be a bit shit, but you do in time recover. It's not permanent. Fun fact to support these thoughts. Did you know that studies have proven fear can make a threat look worse than it really is? Yep, it's true. If you fear a spider, you are less likely to correctly guess the creature's size and you will often perceive it to be bigger. The same visual miscalculation can be found to happen with those who are afraid of heights. They often overestimate the true distance to the ground when looking over a balcony, for example. Those who dread small spaces or wide open areas suffer from spatial distortion, So to kickstart today's episode, here are some deep thoughts about fear and what it actually is to get your brain ticking. But if fear is such a disruptive emotion and is something not really beneficial to our lives, why do we experience it? Well, fear is an important element of our growth and existence, and we need fear just like we need anger, happiness, sadness, frustration, and excitement. It's a programmed element of our nervous system, and unfortunately, we won't ever defeat it. Yes, it will always be there, no matter how strong, positive, open, and self-aware you are, because it's a survival instinct. And look, it helps keep us in check too. Fear can arise from a multitude of sources and understanding the root of your fears is important for understanding if they are applicable, correct or valid. Many of our fears are a result of past traumas, uncertainties about the future, your unknown, personal expectations that you hold on to of yourself or the expectations others including our society inflict on you. Our brains are wired to respond to potential risks, even if they're not immediate or tangible. Fear can have a significant impact on our quality of life, including our success. Often fear is the fuel or driver behind procrastination, avoidance and missed opportunities. When we let fear control our actions, we prevent ourselves from reaching our full potential. If you haven't already identified yet, 99% of the time, success requires stepping out of your comfort zone, doing something different, expanding yourself, and fear is what keeps us firmly rooted in our comfort zones and prevents this powerful but necessary action. 
Fear is a powerful and universal emotion. And I like to envision fear because we all know I like to make these seem faceable. So by making fear something I can see, it means I can face it and take control. So I like to see fear as a door. It's that obstacle standing between us and our dreams, aka the other room. Can the door be opened? Yes. Can we walk through the door? Yes. Because fear is not an insurmountable force. It's a door in our pathway that we can control. A challenge we can conquer with the right tools and mindset. So let's delve into the depths of fear, understand its roots and equip ourselves with strategies to break free and achieve the success that we deserve. A few little facts. We all face relatively the same fears in life. There has been scientifically deemed a class of the world's biggest fears. I want to delve into four of these world's biggest fears and break them down because I'm sure at least one of these you can relate to. Fear number one, the fear of heartbreak, rejection, aka not being loved back, getting your heart broken again, people not liking you. We are biologically hardwired for connection. In fact, it's what has allowed us to prosper as a species over the past 250,000 years. Our survival was once dependent on the inclusion and support of others that even today, experiences of rejection or abandonment trigger the fear centers in our brains that leave us feeling in real danger. Not only that, Past studies have revealed that rejection and social exclusion also light up the physical pain system in our brain. So when we say heartbreak hurts, we ain't lying. No wonder this stuff is scary. And no, you're not crazy for thinking heartbreak hurts. It's not just in our thoughts, but actually in our brains. But the reality is the scariest part of heartbreak and rejection is that lack of control. Because ultimately, we do not have the power over feelings or the behaviours of others. It's frightening to let people in, knowing full well that in doing so, they might rip apart our fragile insides any time that they wish. We can cut ourselves off from others and build a wall around our hearts, but that's simply replacing one type of pain for another. We will touch on this in a moment. So to combat this fear of heartbreak and rejection, we must learn to cultivate a deep and nurturing relationship with ourselves because we can protect ourselves. A relationship with ourselves that allows us to connect with our inner stores of strength, boundaries and awareness of our values, qualities will give us the power to stop heartbreak through self-boundaries, respect and self-belief because we are not defined by another. In fact, our relationship with ourself, strength and ability reminds us that although heartbreak is hurtful, we are enough within ourselves to heal, rise and love again. Fear two, the fear of loneliness. The fact that you're still single and you don't see yourself ever meeting someone, being alone, being without any friends or family. Western society celebrates the mantra of self-sufficiency and independence. But the truth is, we all still desperately seek connection and inclusion and are terrified by the idea of being alone. The fear of loneliness is real and it's firmly rooted in our biology. 
It is a testament to how much we value the love, support and care of other people in our lives. It reminds us of the importance of exchanging real embodied moments of connection with another. Unfortunately, our modern societies are not always conductive to fostering this deep connectivity. As a result, leaving us with an epidemic of isolation and loneliness. To fight this fear, we must resist the urge to numb ourselves or cut ourselves off from others, which makes loneliness a self-fulfilling prophecy. We must love fully, bravely and boldly, knowing that it is a part of life that offers us such immense meaning and purpose. We must always remember company comes in so many forms. If you're feeling lonely because you're single, don't just associate this feeling with needing a partner. What about time you can spend with friends, family, colleagues? Okay, it may not be the same, but this lack of love you are feeling due to what you think is coming from loneliness is actually the result of company from another human. It's not love because you can truthfully get enough love from yourself. We need partners in life for companionship and to repopulate. Yes, love is real, but the love you seek and need comes from within you. And once you have that, you will find the love from the external that you're seeking. So please never stop telling others what they mean to you. Have real vulnerable conversations, often with people, not just technology. And learn to love yourself deeply for who you are, not just what you do. In doing so, you will never be truly lonely again. Fear three, the fear of death. And no, I don't just mean your death the death of loved ones, or having to put your dog down. This is the fear they call the mother of all fears. And as some theorists suggest, the only true reason we fear anything at all. Many psychologists consider our fear of death as an evolutionary advantage. We naturally become aware of dangerous things in order to protect ourselves from them so that we can ultimately live longer with more chances to pass on our genes. Other scholars suggest that our fear of death is what underpins the majority of human action. We are so anxious to face it that we fill our lives completely as a means to ignore or evade it. Death is one of the only things we know that is for certain, and yet the uncertainty of it is what truly terrifies us. It's like we made all the more fear inducing due to Western society's avoidance of discussing and exploring the issue, labelling it as oblique or morbid. As a result, it becomes a taboo topic, being only briefly confronted in true crime podcasts or at your grandmother's funeral. To manage your fear of death, be open to discussing death and dying with others instead of leaving it lurking in the shadows. Accept that death is a natural stage of life and allow that acceptance to encourage you to take control of your life and focus on living well. Exploring spiritually and adopting rituals, which can be as simple as taking a walk every morning or lighting a candle for a loved one, can also offer a sense of soothing and purpose. It may seem so cliche that I bring this up, but often it's the root cause of all that we fear. We don't want to be lonely and we don't want to die lonely. We don't want to die and live a pointless life. See the connections here? We are so focused on what our life will be 
before we die that we are not actually living our true fulfilled purpose. This is a big one. Number four, I left the best to last. The fear of failure, not fulfilling your true potential, disappointing yourself, not being seen. Now, I don't know if you noticed, but I said disappointing yourself, not disappointing others. And before we continue on, I want to touch on this briefly. The reason for this is because this is something that does not define failure. Other people's thoughts, opinions, or expectations are not your journey. And if you spend your life trying to live to fulfill this, you will never be happy because these are not yours. Therefore, your success or failure cannot be the view of another, only yourself. We will go into this more in another episode to come. You've only got one life. Make it count. Bloody hell, I'm trying, okay? We are constantly bombarded by the pressures of living up to the hopes and dreams of ourselves and others. Our awareness of our limited time on this earth can make us feel like a clock is internally ticking on our potential and on the opportunities that we have. And this can leave us with an ever-present feeling of anxiety and unease. Not to mention that society pushes some pretty rigid and unhealthy ideals when it comes to success. That we must do this and we must be that and that we must have done X by Z trying to get to A and E. Trying to keep up can be frankly exhausting. To fight your fear of failure, you must get clear about what success really looks like to you. Because guess what? It's different to all of us. This will allow you to build your daily habits around living in alignment with this vision of success for you. Also, you've got to get comfortable in that, in a life where you're actively working towards things that really matter to you. Failure is inevitable. You can't avoid it or safeguard yourself against it. If you are living your truth and taking risks, it's going to show up. And the best thing that you can do is learn how to greet it with curiosity, humility, and grace when it does. And use it as an opportunity because the only person who can define failure is you. This is your story and you need to remember that. Consider this. Studies have shown that the fear of failure is a major obstacle for many entrepreneurs. In fact, the fear of failure has been linked to the reluctant start of a new venture, hindering potential innovation and progress. According to research, a staggering 85% of what we worry about never actually happens. Imagine how much time and energy we could save by overcoming these unnecessary fears. 85% of what we worry about never actually happens. Think about that for a second. The origins of our fears can often be tracked back to past experiences, traumas, or even social expectation. Fear thrives in the darkness of the unknown, feeding on our insecurities and our uncertainties. It often emerges from the stories we tell ourselves, the what-ifs and the worst-case scenarios that play on a loop in our minds. I have left sharing this for the whole episode. I honestly aimed to share this at first, as I always do, but 
I couldn't. And so now I'm sitting here thinking, hey, Mon, that fear is creeping in. What are you doing? Are you going to die if you do this? No. So suck it up and be real. This has been my current debate in my head for the last 15 minutes. Now, I've had lots of fears and I still do. The fear of failure is an obstacle I fight every single day, not because of others' expectations, but because of my own and what I want to achieve. Also, my fear of judgment. As we have spoken about last week, I fear criticism, judgment as a result of my past experiences and not being enough, not being accepted and being different and not fitting in, if you were to say. Having others judge my abilities. But I also mentioned in that phrase, explaining the situation of not playing kick last week, that this day I was already in a weakened moment. And that was a result of a fear I have had to overcome from a long time ago. And this situation, which I'm not labeling as trauma on this occasion, because I don't want to see myself as a victim. And often when we allow ourselves to be a victim, it can make it harder to deal with. So I see this as an experience. And I suggest you do the same when assessing fears and past circumstances. Yes, science may label it as trauma, but you're no victim and you had an experience. And with that experience, we grow and we flourish, changing that mindset a little bit. However, many years ago, when I was quite young, my mum and Nen went to a bank at Harbour Town and I was with them. It was busy, so we sat down by the door in the available chairs. I was on the floor playing when a couple of armed men came running in to rob the bank. It was an outside easy access bank. Until today, only a handful of people know of this experience in my life. This was because the impact that it has was very influential and still is. And even talking of it was something that shuddered me. And truth be told, I was very embarrassed of my responses and the weakness that it had caused in me. Anyway, moving on, my nen being closest to me had grabbed me and obviously the shock of being winched off the floor and all of the yelling made me cry. And being at the door meant we were first point of contact, meaning that we were held at gunpoint due to our location. With myself crying and making a scene, it's obviously triggered a response from the robbers who were then threatening my nan as she cradled me trying to calm me down. So obviously they were quite abrupt, etc. Thankfully, we left that day as a family. The robbers got away and investigators had suggested I would be fine due to my age and I really wouldn't recall much of what the occasion was. However, a few weeks on and I was at an event with my dad when a Ned Kelly lookalike was walking around and I literally flew out of my dad's arms like I had wings trying to run away. My milestones had started to go backwards in a sense of I started to have accidents at night again. I was unable to be left alone. I feared being without my mum's presence. I had nightmares every night of my mum and I being at the fruit shop, which was by the bank, and the robbers coming back on bikes to find me and hurt me for the scene that I had created. This haunted me for years. I couldn't walk past a bank. I wouldn't go into a bank. And if I had to, it was a bank deep inside the shopping centre. 
and I would still be a mess during the experience. But I knew I needed to do this because it would help me overcome my fears and prove to myself my strength and power. However, there are still aspects which can really trigger me. And the recent event I was meant to be playing ball with, only minutes earlier, I had a breakdown due to balloons popping. Now, one or two spaced out, I'm okay. But if loud noises are constantly triggered or bangs are constantly triggered, I shudder. And the same goes for screaming and a few other things. Again, only two months ago, I was getting up to get something from my car in the garage and a woman in the street started yelling and there were bangs. And I literally froze and then ran as fast as I could back into my room and broke down. That replicated situation in my mind triggers fear and danger and sends me into hyperventilation and emotional breakdown. Now, I'm pretty good with dealing with emotions and I have my dad to thank for that. And I quote his exact words, have a cup of concrete and harden the up. But this chemical reaction in my brain is not controllable. I've tried to stop it, but physically can't. So I have learned and I share this so that if you too have an experience that is so influential like this by an experience, you know that it's okay to have this response and you should never put pressure on yourself to rid of it. However, you can help the response time and that's what I have worked on. From hyperventilating for a good 10 to 15 minutes where I'm unable to calm down to now being a momentary thing, And this is exactly what it's about. It's not just about facing your fears and getting rid of the fear, but it's about creating a level of association with your fears where you are able to scale them and control them. As you can see from today's discussion, there are two types of fears. The ones we have in our minds that are the door in our pathway from both rooms, which are safe, but we just have an obstacle to overcome, Or there is the other, which is a chemically embedded fear that we can face, but instead need to work with. And I like to see this as my fire fear. It's always a little spark and something that is there, and it can really get blazing. But I can throw a little bit of water on it, and we are good to go again. So no matter what the fear is that you face, whether it's a door or fire fear, you can and will be okay when facing it. And I know you will be because you are powerful, strong, and capable. So with us now understanding our door and fire fears, I want to shift our focus to overcoming them. The good news is fear is not a permanent roadblock. There are strategies we can employ to conquer our fears and pave the way for success. First, you must always acknowledge your fear and understand its root cause. This self-awareness is crucial for progress. Next, you need to challenge your negative thoughts similar to what we've done in our episode on limiting beliefs. Remember, our minds amplify potential dangers, but by questioning these thoughts, we can gain a new perspective. Visualization techniques, mindfulness practices, and gradual exposure to your fears can also desensitize your response over time. So let's dive into some strategies to help you in overcoming fear and seize success. 
Remember, overcoming fear is a journey, not a destination. With each step you take, you're reclaiming your power and rewriting your story. I have designed this exercise to help you take small, actionable steps towards conquering your fears, and we start with one first. You can, of course, repeat this exercise for various fears, but I do suggest that you start with one and give yourself the space and time you need and the time you deserve, because remember, the more you try and bite at once, the harder it is to chew. So, first and foremost... Download and print or access the resources for today's episode. These really will be so helpful and you can access these in our new exclusive members hub on the Life Changing Health app. The link is in the show notes. Number two, write down one fear that has been holding you back from pursuing your goals. Number three, reflect on the origin of this fear. Was it influenced by a past experience or a belief you've held on to? Number four, reframe your fear. Transform your fear into a challenge. Write down three positive outcomes that could arise from facing and conquering this fear. Number five, break down that fear into smaller, manageable steps. What's the first tiny action you can take to control this fear? Today, tomorrow, in three days, seven days, and in two weeks. I break it down like this because by having specific milestones, you can stop, assess, and keep yourself accountable. Make sure you write down the date and don't forget to put alarms or reminders in your calendar or phone. Number six, commit to taking that first step within the next 24 hours. And lastly, reflect on your experience when you take that action. How did it feel to take action, no matter how small? What was the outcome? Make sure you celebrate your courage and remind yourself that progress is possible. And there you have it, a journey through the realm of fear, its impact on our success and strategies to overcome it. Remember, fear is a part of the human experience, but it doesn't have to dictate our lives. By understanding its origins and implementing these strategies, we can break free from its grip. We can open the door or settle the flame, and achieve success that we deserve. Please remember you now have access to our exclusive members hub on the Life Changing Health app. You will be able to gain all of the resources and tools that you need to be successful in the weekly exercises, as well as additional opportunities of insight, education, support, and we also have a chat available so you can contact me directly. I really appreciate everybody's support and I really hope that you are gaining so much value from the life-changing evolution podcast. Please remember to share, follow and leave a review. It really does help and means a lot. Until next week, stay fearless and keep embracing positive change. Thank you for tuning in to the life-changing evolution. If you found value in today's episode, please share it with a friend or someone who could benefit from these life-changing tips. Your support means the world to me and I would greatly appreciate it if you could leave a review and rate my podcast. This will help me reach more individuals and inspire them to lead a more fulfilling, healthy life. I invite you to continue the conversation, share your takeaways or discuss your personal experiences by connecting with me on Instagram. 
send me a direct message at Monique underscore life changing fitness. I can't wait to hear from you. Stay tuned for another episode next week. Until then, remember, keep on smiling.